0: Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. This special outdoor episode. I thought, you know what? It's been rainy all week. It's beautiful. It's sunny. There's mountains in the background. Let's do this outside. I love my place because it's like cozy and it's, you know, shady when it's hot outside, but it's a bit dark. So I was like, let's get outside. Let's do this. So there's like a shower behind me. If you guys are watching on YouTube that I've been doing cold showers in, which is really cool. And yeah, there's this big patio space. So why not do a solo episode out here? I want to break down the entire journey of my book for you guys today, because it's been one hell of a journey. And first off, for those of you that aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, if you're listening to this, hit the subscribe or the follow button, wherever you're listening. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit the subscribe button, the bell to stay notified. You guys know the drill. I want to make sure that you don't have to... <sighs> so it's effortless for these episodes. That's all. That's, that's the key. And we want to drive this the spot, the subscribers. We want to drive that because it's important, right? Anyway, let's get into it. So, oh yeah. One more thing before I get into the book process for the next few weeks until September 21st, we're going to be just doing solo episodes. I'm going to be on here I'm going to be talking today about the book process, but then I'm also going to be talking about pieces of the book leading up to September 21st for the actual launch that's going to be happening, which I'm super excited about because the launch dates got pushed back a bunch of times and I'm so glad it did because of a few things. So it's going to be awesome. It's my 39th birthday. So why not launch the book on my birthday, right? And to be able to give this gift to the world and be able to share this. This wisdom that I have learned and all the knowledge and all the stuff that I've acquired through my healing journey and growing and traveling and learning from you know, mentors all over the world and spirituality, professional sports. I didn't play professional sports, but I was meant to mentored by a lot of people who did. And just over the years, I have I've a wide range of life experience. And to be able to write a book and to share this with you guys on my birthday is going to be amazing. So, all right, here we go. First of all, I want to be talk to all of you guys out there, who guys and gals. Sorry, I don't mean to... Sometimes guys, it's like, I'm just referring to dudes. It's not. I know there's a lot of women that listen to this too, but I'm just meaning guys as in, hey guys. So hopefully you don't hear that construction, that drilling happening. Anyways, I'm going to keep going. The writing process. The first step is knowing that we all have a book in us. We all have a book in us. Whether you don't believe you do, whether... You believe the story that you don't have a story worthy of writing a book. It's all bullshit. It's so interesting because it's the same thing when I hear when people say, oh, I don't want to go on podcasts because I don't really have a story. And then they tell me what they've been through. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't think that's worth telling? We got to tell our story and we got to share it with the world. It's your duty because somebody needs to hear it. And whether you're getting on podcasts or whether you're speaking And we're going to speak to specifically the book writing process. You got to, it's your duty to get it out there. And the beautiful thing is that books we can learn so much from no matter what happens in the world, books are always going to be there to consume and learn. You can condense decades of knowledge into a book, whether it's audiobook or whether it's um, a real, a normal book that you read, a physical book, a Kindle, whatever. It's, it's just so powerful that you're able to condense somebody's brain into a readable book. And that's why this is so powerful because I think we think about authors as these like special people that have something we don't. And that's what I thought. I thought, oh man, I don't know if I'm worthy of a book writing. I don't know if I'm worthy to write a book. I don't. Well, first of all, I don't know if I can do it. Second, I don't know if anybody's going to give a shit. I really didn't. I was like, man, nobody's going to care. And I found that that's what I think about everything I do sometimes, whether it's the courses I make, whether it's the podcast, I doubt like nobody's going to care about this. And maybe you guys can relate because, but I don't, I, I silence that voice because I know it's not true. And if I do really feel it, then I seek counsel from friends or people I care about, and then they help me because sometimes we feel like that and maybe you guys out there listening you feel like that you feel like oh I don't know if anybody's going to care but when you look at all these big authors in the world they're just people like you they're just like you and I they just decided to take the plunge whether it's Tony Robbins Gabby Bernstein Ed Milet Ryan Holiday like they're all great but they all had to they all had to believe in themselves first to take the step right and that's where I was at is that I had to get out of that feeling that I am not worthy of a book and step into I am. And I think for me, having the podcast and being able to build that confidence over three and a half years by connecting with great people and learning how to tell my story did help me a lot to, to be able to be like, oh shit, I gotta write a book. But at the same time, I still doubted myself. I still doubted myself and it was tough, right? It was. It was tough because I, My whole life, I have struggled with typing fast. Okay. Like I'm gonna get I'm gonna share this with you guys. I struggled with this feeling of being able to like type fast enough. I I have to look at the keys. I have to, it's it's brutal. It's it's embarrassing. And I'm not that great on computers. So I had this story coming out from like my, you know, my small self being like, you can't do this, you can't even type right? I don't understand how I, I, I'm horrible on spreadsheets. I'm horrible on Google Docs. Somebody says, start a Google Doc. I'm like, what? Fuck. <laughs> I've gotten better since. But honestly, that's how I was. And I like stared away from that kind of stuff all for so many years. Even when I was managing bars, I always managed to get somebody else to do this shit. So then that was the story is like, you can't even type this out. This is going to be way too hard. Because sometimes in my brain, and you guys maybe can relate, getting that, you. it's easy to have this stuff in your head, but getting it on paper is tough or getting it typed out is tough. Like I can write if we, you know, writing is fine. I journal a lot, but typing was tough for me and it was a story. So, you know, luckily my amazing friend and writing coach and now publisher, Samantha Joy, really helped me through those blocks and really helped me realize that I got this, you know, and we'll get into more of like the process there of of how that worked. But it was really just initially getting through the process of understanding that I'm worthy of it. And look, if I have to speak it out, I'll speak it out. I didn't know that was possible. So that made me happy because initially in the book, I just spoke it most of it in the beginning. And then I realized, okay, I want to try typing it because once I built that confidence, And I went back and changed a lot of the, because when you speak it out, it like comes out all sloppy. So I had to go in and change it anyways for the first, first little bit. And then I was like, you know what, let me just, let me just do this. Let me just type this. And yeah, so that's how it happened. So the first part of the book was like me speaking and the second part. Most, I would say 60% of the book is typed, but I, I typed me first, but the first 40%, I would say was like, Kind of like speaking like I would a podcast and it would transcribe it, but it would get all sloppy. So I decided to, to change it. But that's still an option for you if you do have that. It's better to do that than to not write the book at all. So that's my first point is like, even if you got to speak it out, speak that shit out and then boom, clean it up after. Right. That was the process. So it was a matter of, Okay, I don't want to jump too far ahead here. Let's just, put a, let's just put a pause on that. I had a bit too much coffee, so I'm like jumping around. I went for a run today. I've been in the sun. I'm like fucking energized. So let's, let's take a step back. Let's put a pin in that for a second. The process for the writing for me started with the belief, okay, the book is getting done. Then the company that I was working for, working with at the time, we did a crowdfunding campaign, okay? Okay. So I then not only had to believe in myself to write, I had to go and raise money from people that believed in me enough to give us money. And we had to raise 10 grand to cover a lot of the marketing expenses and stuff and, and the editing of the book and so on and so forth. So that process alone as well was like, okay, I got to dig deep. And I remember I was in Costa Rica and we, and I was thinking about, you know what how am I gonna do this? Like we had to figure out the crowdfunding campaign, and I just finished ayahuasca, so I was like super t- dialed into like my spiritual side. I created this video, and I was like, nobody's gonna give a shit. nobody's gonna wanna like donate money to my to this. I haven't even written the book yet. That was a mind fucking its own. Let me tell you, but you know what? I just said, you know what I gotta do it, and I showed up and I did it we did it for thirty days. I had to raise ten grand. You know what we raised. 5k in the first week and I was like whoa so that was a great feedback for me to say you know what you're doing the right thing here and then the last little bit I ended up getting sponsors and it was just such a process and I gained so much confidence from that because seeing the feedback in real time of people buying your book when it's not even written was really cool this goes back to the point of having a podcast when you're giving value I gave value for three years not nothing in return didn't make money on it nothing I just put that podcast out there. I was like, you know what? I just want to give, 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 give. And it was great because the one time I asked for something from my audience, boom, it was was like, here you go. That's the great thing about it is like always in mind, be thinking about giving, giving, giving. And when you need to ask, you will receive. And that's what happened. So we raised the money. That was the first part. I was like, all right, let's do this. And then part was the next part how the fuck am i going to write this book how am i going to write this book i am not an author all this stuff came up all these like all these stories and it's interesting because initially the publishing company i was working with was like they were like yeah here's here's the idea and then you the, the editor and we'll work with you on all this stuff and i was like yeah okay and I was like I don't think this is going to be sufficient right so then I invested a lot of money for a writing coach not a, I I mean I wouldn't say I I would say it was amazing I hired my friend Samantha and it's a lot considering like what I thought it was going to be in the beginning before I knew I needed a writing coach. Right. But then on, I realized I was like, okay, shit, this is worth it. So it was every penny was worth it. And any of you authors that don't know Samantha, I highly recommend. She's, she's awesome. And I'm not just saying that cause she's a good friend of mine. It's cause I've worked with her through the process and now she's publishing my book with her new publishing company. So highly recommended if you need help, like I did. So I, here's the thing that I struggled with is that, Okay, great. I've figured out the title of the book. So this was another thing. I, I had to figure, once the crowdfunding was done, I had to figure out the title of the book. Or it might have been around the same. No, sorry. I had to figure out the title first. And jump it around. Again, my apologies. I'm going to slow down a bit. I get excited. All right, leave me alone. I had to think of the, the, the title. And there was a bunch of, I remember I was in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. This was prior to doing the crowdfunding, so I had to think of a title, and I thought of a bunch of names. I was like, "This doesn't work." Adversity Project and all this shit that just didn't feel right. And then there was one day, I was walking down the beach. The sun was shining; it was a beautiful day, Santa Teresa Beach. I remember walking. I just finished a nice run and a swim. I was walking back, thinking on my mind, "I need to grab a, I need to grab one of these coconuts on the beach, some pineapple." And then all of a sudden. Boom. Mastering adversity came to me. Intuition spoke to me. And I wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many of these things in my life have happened this way. I was like, this is the title, mastering adversity. This is it. Boom. Did it. Went home. I was like, that's it. Everybody loved it. Boom. Okay. Crowdfunding happened. Boom. We raised the money. Hired Samantha. We started to get to work in the planning of it. And holy shit. I, it was really tough to get started. Because we were like, well, what am I going to talk about? Is it going to be a memoir? Is it going to be, like, what, what the hell are we going to do? Like, am I going to do it, like, I initially was like, maybe I should just do it like a Tim Ferriss style where I do, like, Tools of the Titans, where I go through all the people I've interviewed and then, and then like, pick out different questions that I've asked them and, like, turn it into that kind of thing, almost like a how-to book. But then I was like, nah. I was like, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel as powerful as it could be. And I think I'm going to do something like that with all my top 100 guests later, like actually call it university of adversity. But for this one, I wanted to really share my story because I got a powerful story. And now I've finally learned to own that. And I, the amount I share it, every time I share it, I heal a little bit and I help others. And when it help others that helps me heal more too. The power is in the vulnerability folks are going to take away anything today, the, the more vulnerable you're willing to be, the more people are going to get the permission that they need to share their truth. And that's really at the end of the day what it's all about. So we had to come up with the concept. We decided to kind of turn it into more of a, you know, part of me wanted to do like a memoir, but part of me wanted like a how-to. So that's kind of what I would say. It's like part memoir, part how-to. Give you guys a perspective of my story, which you may have heard in pieces on the podcast, but then take that and turn that into like, okay, great. I've shared who I am and a lot of my experiences, but how do we give this to people that can actually use it? And that was a big thing that The guy over there is cooking. They're probably like, what is he talking about? There's like people right over there. Anyways, they can't understand me if I'm speaking English. What was I? Yeah. So it was like, I was like, okay, let's do, I wanted to have that kind of like the memoir. I wanted to show you guys who I am, what I've been through and all of that. But then I wanted to give you like a roadmap. One One of the things that I love about a good book is like, okay, great, but how do I do it? Right, and you know what I love about the book *Atomic Habits* is that it's so simple and so easy to apply. So, although this is different than that, I wanted to think about how can we break this down simplest for people. Like, what did I need five years ago? Right, because first of all, I want to connect with somebody's story. Okay, I love this person. I want to learn about it. They'll either love me or hate me, whatever. And then they're like, okay, cool. So then. We, we wanted to figure out a formula. Like, what does that look like? Like, how does somebody actually move through adversity? And you know, what's crazy is that I didn't actually know at the time I was like, how does somebody move through it? <laughs> you know, cause I've talked about it and it's easy to go, yeah, overcome adversity, move through adversity, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, how did they actually do it? So we broke it down and we broke down the process. We created this strategy of this framework and we, we, and this actually evolved as the process, as the book went. So as we started, it was like, okay, just tell your story and get this out. And what Samantha did well was she would give me prompts because I didn't know what to write about. So we would, what we would do is we would get on a Zoom call and she would, we would talk and she'd ask me questions. And then I would, I would like re- say all this stuff, right? Almost like a podcast interview. And then she'd take all that and then she'd give me a prompt, a prompt for it prompt, prompt. I don't know if you pronounce the T <laughs> prompt prompt. Anyway. So she'd give me this prompt and I would go, all right, cool. So she would, she would take out all the stuff that I talked about and then she'd make it so that I, all I had to do was go, she was like, write about this, this week, your duty, your goal is to write about this. And even to go back again, she helped me set up this process of like getting, a spot where I write and having a routine. So when I started to write, I wrote from, I remember I was getting up, doing a little bit of a routine, I would write from like 5.30 and I would get like a whole bunch of words done until like, I don't know how long it would take me, 90 minutes, but that was the goal is to like get up and do it right away. And it was great. So that's a big tip too, is make sure that not only do you have a plan, an outline, but you wanna make sure that you have a spot that's your writing spot that you can focus in, no distractions, nothing. You need to block that time. And it needs to be the same time every day. I found that to be really helpful. So as we, as we started to go through this, she would give me the prompts. And I was like, okay, cool. Because for me, I was like, I don't know where to start. And it's just like a lot of people that have a problem with journaling are like, I don't know what to write about. So journal prompts are super helpful. And this is how a book process can be done too. And it worked like a charm. So I would just elaborate on that. And I didn't see the big picture at the time. She was just like, trust me, just get this stuff out. The first rendition, just go, just don't think. And this is a big point. This is what Seth Godin talks about too. It's like writer's block is just, all you need to do is just go, just go, just get that shit out. If you gotta like speak it, if you gotta write it, whatever, get it out, don't think about it. And she really encouraged me to just free write, just free, don't worry, don't think about it. And what's cool about that, is that while I did that that's when new ideas would come that's when it's almost like I was laying out breadcrumbs for myself and then more things would come and I was like oh shit should we go this way let's talk about that and then you know more downloads from my in, from my intuition would come and I'd say oh we got to talk about that and then you know as the process went then we came up with the warrior concept the warrior concept is something that okay so we had initially plan on integrating the warrior in the book, right? It's called mastering adversity, unlock the warrior within and turn your biggest struggles into your greatest gifts. The warrior, but I didn't know how we're going to turn that into, into the book. I was like, how is this all going to fit? And this is the part where you just need to trust, especially when you have somebody that you're working with, just trust the process. You don't have to have it all figured out. What you need to do is take the first step, just like anything. Once you take this, st- what's this? Qu- the quote I-, I forget who has it, but it's like the path appears once you start on the path. You know, so meaning once you start walking, more of the path will appear and more of the answers will come. If you try and figure it all out from the beginning, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to stop. So just go, just type, just write, just speak it, whatever, and then it'll evolve. So then we decided, okay, this warrior is like, what is the warrior, and I've talked about this a few times. The warrior archetype is something that came to me. Now, I had been studying it in Aubrey Marcus's Fit for Service program. If you guys don't know, it's like a, it was like a year-long mastermind. I got to work with him and some awesome coaches. We went to a bunch of different summits in Sedona and Costa Rica and all a bunch of places. And we were studying the archetypes of the health, healthy men psychology, or I forget what it's like. Basically, there's like, different masculine archetypes for healthy masculine archetypes in, in the psyche. And it's called, and the book that inspired, this was called King magician, King warrior, magician, lover, King warrior, magician, lover, but that I read a while ago, but there was something I I, I stuck with me was the warrior. And what happened was prior to starting this book in 2020, I was at, And I talk about this in the book. I was at a breathwork ceremony in Sedona at one of the summits with Anahata Ananda leading the breathwork. And I had this profound download and realization about the warrior. It like unlocked this warrior within me. And I like screamed Mm -hmm. in, in like joy. It was like I was being freed for the first time. And prior to that, breathwork really put me in a place. It was challenging. I'd cry and I'd see family my dad and one of them. It was tough. This one, it was like I was breaking free from the chains that was holding me back. And so the warrior was unlocked. It was released. And I was like, holy shit. And then from there on, I was like, okay, what does this mean? And more evidence started to show up in my life about the warrior, more confirmations in synchronicity started happening. So I was like, okay, I need to like play with this. So when the book process started, I didn't really know how we were going to, take the warrior. But then I realized, I figured out what is the warrior. And the warrior to me is different than anything that you would know the warrior to be. You hear a whole kind of different, a bunch of different definitions of how, what people think a warrior is. But for me, the word really suited what I was trying to explain and feel that we really are lacking that in our society today. And that is really... Being as most well-rounded, heart-centered as we can be. The warrior was a word that really I chose to be the most empowered, like I said, heart-centered archetype that we can be in this life that, we're, that is ready to go to battle when they need to. They know they, they need to battle. But then they also know when to be patient. They know how to, how to be compassionate and to love and to come make decisions based on love, not fear. What does that mean? That means not making decisions reactively. In our world right now, we're all we're living in this reactive mode. And a true warrior is able to know that I'm doing this from reactive emotionally versus why I have to do it. If I need to go to battle and slice someone's head off with a sword because it's, I, it must be something that I do to protect my village or whatever. I mean, we're living in different times right now, but you never know when you know that you got to go to battle for the right reasons, you're ready and you're confident and you just, you go, but there's a time when there's patience, there's love. There's, there's a lot of things that I feel a lot of them, especially like, you know, the over-dominant alpha males and the, the people that are just, you know, you just got to attack, attack, attack. Yes. But you got to know that you need to be patient too. And you need, patience isn't about being lazy. It's about observing and feeling into this, feeling into your heart space and, and slowing down. The, a lot of the medicine we need is in the stillness. So my goal was to create the warrior archetype as the most powerful, heart-centered, still, brave, courageous person we can be and it doesn't matter if you're male female sex doesn't matter gender doesn't matter i personally believe we all have the warrior within us if you're alive today people had to survive some crazy ass shit for you to be alive so think about that think about that drive that we all have that innate wisdom that comes from that deep inner knowing that we've been here like we're we're ready for this And the goal is to empower you guys to really unlock that and unleash it in your life. And the warrior isn't about being perfect, but it's about being aware and making sure that you are more aware of how you're showing up. So the warrior is like the ideal archetype, but then I created... This other, these other processes, which I'll go into another episode. I just wanted to kind of touch on the warrior a little bit. So there's the warrior, which is the most empowered, heart-centered being, but it's not perfect. It's not about perfection, but that's what to shoot for—an ideal archetype to shoot for that we all can. Number, and then there's the distractor, there's the victim, and then there's the fixer. There's certain behaviors that that pop up that we may fall into and it's just a matter of being aware of how we're doing it and how to course correct and now i'm going to plug the quiz guys we have a quiz for this that is going to be super powerful at helping you identify where you're showing up and it's okay if you show up as a victim, if you show up as a as a distractor if you show up as a fixer it's okay we all do we all, it's all ebb and flows. It's all season. Sometimes we're more victims. Sometimes depending on what's going on. Sometimes we're in that warrior energy. Sometimes we're in that fixer mode where we're trying to fix things or we're trying to escape. Like we broke it down so that you can see the behaviors and identify with it so that you can make better choices to get to that warrior aspect, okay? So that's going to be in the show notes, the quiz, go check it out. You guys, you're going to love this quiz. It's a lot of fun making it. And yeah, so I didn't want to go too much into that, but we're into it, but I'll go more into some of this later on. I want to get back to the actual writing process itself. But the reason I told you guys that is that that evolved that process, the warrior and the the different archetypes that didn't happen from the beginning that came from like, okay, we've written this so far. Oh, maybe we should do this, do that. And we needed to think of a framework. So we also created the five A's and I didn't want to do it just like a cheesy five A thing, but what we did, you know how sometimes it's like cheesy stuff. And I was like, I was a little bit skeptical about doing the five A's because I didn't want it to come across as cheesy, but then I was like, you know what, this is awesome. And so the whole framework is about, and they fit the whole framework of the book fits into the five A's. So the first one is awareness. The second one is acceptance. The third one is aspire, to like have a desire to change. The fourth one, alignment. Align. Now that you know you need to change, you need to face this thing, get all your ducks in a row, get aligned. Fifth one, alchemize. Alchemize into action. So awareness, acceptance, aspire, alignment, alchemize. The whole book is based in that formula. It fits into the entire category. The five A's, and then we we tie in my story and all the things with the different archetypes. And this will give you the perfect framework to help you move through the shit you're going through. Okay, it's getting hot out here, so I don't want to lose my train of thought. Okay, so while doing that, while writing that and coming up with that, I started to get really excited because I was like, "Okay, shit, this is great because again, while writing I, I didn't know like how it was all going to tie together and again, you know, after we did the first rendition of edits, we went back and I was like, "How are we going to do this?" and then boom, it all came together, and Samantha helped me a lot with this. I also had a great editor, Zora helped me a lot too with like you know piecing it together, which was great, and yeah, it was a process, but again, it was funny because going back to like the first manuscript was done. Then two months later, I was in at the time I was in Mexico and I kept feeling like, Oh man, I don't want to do this. Cause I was sent the rendition and I was like, I don't want to do this. It took me two months of sitting back and forth. I'm like, I got to start this book again. I got to do this book again. And you guys can probably relate or you will relate. If you, if you write a book Then I had to sit in that again and I had to revisit it. And then it's crazy because I, was in a t- completely different headspace than when I started, right? When I wrote the book, I started in Vancouver. Well, started in Costa Rica, then it was Vancouver, then it was Mexico. And like, it was crazy because I, I was in different headspaces and different environments. So like having a book that was done in like different countries and the U.S. cause I was in the U.S. last year too, during the process, when we did the summit. So this book, saw different countries it saw different i was and i was a different person in each of these so when the time came to kind of do the second set of edits i was like i had a lot of resistance and it just didn't feel like the right time and then finally i was like you know what i remember i was in this cafe in sayulita mexico it's called organic and i was sitting and they have this little area in sayulita mexico in the back and there's this area where i'm like you know what it's shady it's like super chill like I don't know, the the vibes there were amazing and the staff was amazing and I was like, this is where I'm gonna do the book. This is where I'm gonna start, this is where we're gonna finish it. So I sat there. I was there a lot, you know. It's funny because I was kind of on an emotional roller coaster. I was back into drinking at that time. So there was days where I was like kind of feeling bummed out. But days I was feeling great. I'd sit there and have a smoothie and matcha. Some days I had coffee, and I would just hammer the book out. I got into that zone. But like it was like an emotional roller coaster because I had friends there, and I was going out, and I wasn't necessarily proud of myself for drinking. But I was in Mexico, so I was trying to have fun and balance. And it's amazing because like during the book process, I was sober, and it fell off. And it's what you you'll be able to read is like I'm. There's so many different perspectives of like where I was at. And it's interesting because when I go back and read it, like you can tell I was like at a different place. And that's what makes it so authentic is that I didn't just do it in a weekend. I did it over the course of, you know, a year. And well, the process was, was two years from when we started, but the writing process was about a year. So like I, I did it from different places and different perspectives and different mindsets. So it's interesting to see. And it's super authentic. I was exactly, I wrote where I was at or in my heart. And if it came out that way, maybe I was writing about things that I wouldn't have wrote about on other, if I was like at a high place, but that's part of the journey is that I literally throughout the process, I lived the formula, like the, I I was challenged by all of the things and the entire time I was being challenged to be the warrior and to learn what that means, because it's one thing to talk about a formula, but it's one thing to actually experience it in real time. And I literally, this is the cool thing about it is I, my entire life, I lived this formula and I proved it in my own life to the point where when I finished the book, I was sober and I'm now, I'm not promising that I'm going to stay sober my whole life. I'm not going to do that. But right now I'm almost seven months sober. And at the time I was two months sober when I f- finished the book. So It was like I was standing in that warrior energy by the end. And I was like, I need to quit drinking. It doesn't align with the warrior. You know what I'm saying? But I went into victim. I went into distractor. I went into fixer mode all the time. And I was always like, okay, you got to get back into warrior. The warrior is the driver's seat of your life. It's not the passenger, right? And that was why it's so powerful. Because this book literally is the formula that I lived in my own life. That's why it works. That's why it's powerful not just saying that to sell the book. I fucking put my real life into this. This was like, it all came while I was living my life. It wasn't just like, I got an idea. I'm going to go write this on a weekend. No, that's not how it worked. That's not how it worked. It worked in a, in, in such a powerful way that I had to live the experience. And that's why it's so powerful at how it turned out. I had to put you guys on pause for a second while I plugged my computer in. You didn't know that, but I'm just being honest. So, yeah, guys, this, this process was powerful because I actually lived it. And that's why this book, when you read it, you're gonna, it's going to be the realest that I could have been. Traveling, going through ups and downs, you know, <laughs> dating issues, like, just like my mental state was really forcing me to dig deep. And when I wrote it, it was like from the heart. So anything I talk about, I, I do my best to be as true and authentic as I can. And I know those are buzzwords, but it's this book is as true and authentic as I could be. And there was things I wanted to go deeper on. You know, there's a lot of things around the world and the craziness and my opinions, but I wanted to sit back and go, like, what is really timeless advice? And what no matter what we're going through, whether it's a pandemic or whether <laughs> the the world powers take over our lives <laughs> or whatever we're going through, whether it's through death, a loss, a breakup. What's the similarities between everything that's universal? And that's what I wanted to do is to allow us to be able to, you could see yourself in my story and the book and go, oh, okay, this is easy to understand. I get it. Now I can apply this in my own life. And that's the key is like, I didn't want to make it too complicated, too out there. I wanted to just be real, connect with me because i'm just like you guys man i've been going through my own shit you know over the years and i still go through the the lack of belief this and that even with the book coming out i'm nervous i'm fucking scared because i'm like what if it doesn't what if it doesn't work out what if what if it's not as successful as we we thought you know like what if it what if it what if people are upset with me because of what i said or what if people say i didn't say enough about this at the end of the day it doesn't matter i'm gonna have haters if i'm Being, if I'm being, this is the problem is that I don't think I have enough haters because I don't speak my truth enough to the world. I feel like I hold back a lot. And I think this book will be a powerful tool at that and it'll make people think differently. And look, I've just, I haven't found it useful to sit and just talk about COVID all the time and talk about this and that and put fear in people because. That will pass, and there'll be something new. What I want to promote and, and preach to you guys is, yeah, great, that's more adversity. How are we going to move through it? what's the solution? I can beat you know everything with the, you know I could beat it like a, like a dead horse or whatever they say I'm, I'm getting brain fog right now towards the end of this. you know you, like we can beat the thing to death is what i'm saying, and the problem, but the key is to, to focus on the solution and No matter what's happening, adversity is coming for all of us, whether we like it or not. So what do we do? What tools do we have? And this book is going to do that. And that's why like overcoming the exact things I'm talking about is what I went through during this book. And back to all you authors, you guys have a book in you, man. You're going to go through this shit. It's okay. You're going to go through your own roadblocks. But if I can give you any advice to walk away with today is that your story is enough for the world. You need to to tell it. Number two, you don't have to have all the answers figured out. The path will appear when you start to walk. When you start to take the steps, the path will appear. And you know what? Maybe it's not exactly what you thought, and that's okay. This is the thing. is like we don't need to have control of the outcome in the beginning. Let's just leave it to open the possibilities. Have the framework of your book, get some support, and just write. Figure the rest out later. And I know a lot of you guys that listen are coaches or you're trying to change the world. You are changing the world. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a a world changer. And you got a book in you, you do. You just believe it. And don't let anybody tell you anything. The number one thing is you need to have belief in yourself. If you don't believe nobody, how can you expect anybody else to, you know? And I still, you guys, as as I talk about this, I fucking, there's days when I'm like, man, I, nobody's going to care. What am I doing? I should have, I should be making more money by now. I should be making this and that. I have all these stories in my head. And then sometimes I need to seek my, my inner circle, my friends. and, And they're like, man, just take it easy. You're doing great. And, you know, cause I'm very hard on myself. This is, this is like what I do. Because if things don't work out the way I thought, I beat myself up. And I want you guys to understand that I see you and I hear you beating yourself up. And this constant battle with yourself is never going to end. And that at the end of the day is winning the battle with yourself. And Stephen Pressfield talks about this in the War of Ar- or The Art of War or The War of Art. Great book about resistance. It's about you, it's about overcoming yourself. It's about every single day pushing through the limitations that are stories usually, right? Usually it's a story that's limiting us. And if we're talking specifically a writing, you just need to start, just need to start. And one of the best ways to get your book started and getting it going is to set yourself up in a nice area, get some music that you like, get an area that's the writing zone. You're in the writing zone and you just write. You set that timer. Nothing gets in the way of that. I found it useful. I had this classical music playlist, which I forgot about. And the other day I put it on while I was doing work. I was like, holy shit, I'm in the zone right now. Find some music that gets you in the zone and don't let anybody stop you, right? it's it's such a beautiful journey you guys i you know i used to say the best decision i ever made was starting this podcast because it's been so therapeutic selfishly it's helped me so much so much and the the next one is the book and i guess now just the anticipation of it I gives me a bit of anxiety because i'm like man like it's going to be out there there's a lot of personal stuff it's out there it's one thing to speak it on a podcast you know but it's one thing to have it in a book that everybody can buy and have i can't really change it so i'm nervous i'm nervous but i'm excited and i think at the end of the day it's more about the people that it can serve rather than me worrying about my own ego of being scared or not feeling enough or all that stuff i just want you guys to know i feel that even though i've written a book and i look so successful and a lot of people are like well wow, you're killing it like yes thanks maybe but In my sometimes in my own head, I don't feel that way. And a lot of a lot of how I feel about myself is performance. If I'm not performing or getting some sort of like indication that I'm doing well, I sometimes feel like I'm not. So just want to be super transparent with you guys. This writing process was a game changer. And at the end of the day, what I'll leave you with here is no matter what, I don't care if one person reads this book it's helped me so much. And it's, it's helped me work through so many limitations. It was like its own therapy. So I know lots of people will read it, but even if they don't just doing it was amazing. Just doing it was amazing. And I highly encourage you guys to do it. If you guys have any questions, send me an email, emails below, reach out on Instagram. You guys like, I would love to help you guys. And if you have any questions about writing, like I said, my, my friend, Samantha Joy, she's an absolute rock star. We're going to be publishing through her company now. That's another part of the story that I guess I'll share now. Another part of the adversity I faced while writing Mastering Adversity. It's funny when you pick a title like Mastering Adversity, you think you can get away with going through adversity, but you can't, is my publisher went bankrupt. And the funny thing is, is I was supposed to release in June, but something in my intuition told me you need to push it back. So I pushed it back and then he ended up going bankrupt and I feel bad for him because you know, what's going on in the world and all that. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that I know that, you know, had publishing deals and they kind of got, you know, they kind of got their shit into the stick. So it sucks. But for me, luckily I have a great friend at this company, Landon Hale publishing is, I think that's, I hope I got that right. Landon Hale press, sorry. And you know, she's helping me, she was there and I was like, okay, cool. And she's just getting this started. And it makes sense to have my writing coach, you know, my author coach, and then her publish the book. So it's going to be a game changer. And that was one of the things is like, you guys, like a month ago, I was dealing with this like six weeks ago. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't have a publisher, but things happen for a reason. I think because my vision was so big of what I want this book to do, maybe the current publishing situation wasn't Going to get those results. So, what had to happen? Publisher had to go bankrupt for me to find a different one that's going to get me the results that's going to impact as many people as I want to impact. So, things happen, right? You've got to embrace it. And that's just one piece of the adversity I've faced. But I want you guys to know that, again, I know I've said this, so I'm going to wrap up is that this book writing process is it's not easy, but it's worth it. And you have one life to live. Share your story. Share your truth. And I promise you that your soul will thank you. All right. You guys, make sure I want to send you out with a call to action. Go take the mastering adversity, the warrior quiz. It's really fun to get an idea about you know the different archetypes. My personal formula that we set up: the warrior, the fixer, the distractor, and the victim. Find out where you're showing up. Again, it's not to feel bad if you're showing up as a victim. It's like, oh, interesting. I'm aware now. What do I need to do to step more into that warrior? Think of warrior as empowerment, driver's seat of life, driver's seat of your life. What do I need to do to get back into that seat? That's what it's for. All right. Enjoy that quiz, you guys. And as always, thank you for the support. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to do so. Go on YouTube as well. If you guys haven't, I personally love watching podcasts on YouTube. So I want to really up the subscribers. We've really, since we started this, we really didn't do a great job with really building the YouTube. And I know that I need to do more personal videos on there and it's just, yeah, I mean, in the production of it, we don't have an in-person studio. So sometimes it doesn't seem as great to watch it on YouTube, but we're getting there But we need support. I want you guys to go to YouTube, subscribe leave us a comment and just love you guys. I look forward to sharing Mastering Adversity with you September 21st. There's some updates as well about people that pre-purchased the book. I'm going to have to give you guys some a rundown. I'll do that on another, another time, but mark the calendar, September 21st, Mastering Adversity. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I will catch you next time.